Hey guys. Hey Tom. Hello. Rach, that's a very nice dinosaur. Do you like you've it? Got it's good. Yeah. Because you've that's a change of opinion from this morning when <laughs> you and Lucy looked at me like a giant three-year-old had walked into the office. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just... aware that it's a big kids t-shirt but um, well, I like it this morning we were just making sure that you were where you were wearing it and have an accident you thought I'd on picked Zach's up clothes. Zach's clothes yeah. by accident yeah no okay should we get on with it yeah let's do it you're listening to the real reading podcast we apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea Watch that program uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4. Yes, that was really good. You see the yes. one where the guy came out of the station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant. Hello! I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 51 of the Real Reading Podcast with this week's special guest. Pete Wheeler from Ready Pop Festival. Hey Pete, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Um, Pete, just as a slight change, Pete has come and joined us for uh, as, a, as a presenter this week, which yeah. is great to have him. Um, how are you doing? Very well, yeah, thank you for having me on. Busy with the festival? Oh, ever so. Yeah, excellent, yeah, busy excellent. time. Um, you, you've actually got something to, to, to tell us, haven't you? That's right, yeah, well I was listening to the last show, yeah. um, and I heard what you guys were He's saying. He's the one. He's the one yes. that listened. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there was someone else in the background. Um, anyway, I was listening and we had an idea and we thought that we should uh, do something special. As uh, you talked about um, doing stuff live, we're going to do a live broadcast of the podcast from the uh, main stage of the festival. Oh, what? Wow. Sorry. <laughs> I love when Tom gives us a heads up on these things. It's just this, as well that this is all a massive joke. That, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, everybody. They're not going to talk to me now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that is exactly the reaction I expected. Thanks, oh. Pete. Cheers for that little oh, fist bump if we can. That was mean. Bang. Thank you. You knew that you and I would be absolutely terrified at the thought of that. Absolutely. Thanks, Pete, for playing along with that. That was marvellous. So, this week, uh, just let you two get over that, we've got <laughs> all of the usual features, including Fact of the Week and Fort Explains It All, which is about this week, Hugh. Uh, we're talking about homelessness. In, we're talking about homelessness in Reading. Great. If um, Hugh has to repeat himself through this, it's because I keep pointing at him to talk at the microphone instead of at me. So, just bear with us on that. Um, you can also check out our new podcast website at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Um, and if you'd like to get in touch and talk about anything that we chat about, you can do so. Here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. So, thank you, Jeremy. It is Reading Elvis's birthday today. Reading legend, Reading Elvis. Happy but two, birthday, Reading Elvis. Happy birthday, real name, so, Dave Allen. Yeah. Pete, you know Reading Elvis, don't you? That's correct, yes. He performed at the festival last year. He did a DJ set for us, and he's a great man. And uh, massive respect for, for him, uh, for what he did at the festival, and how lovely he, he was in the runner. Did he so, just play Elvis? <laughs> was it just Elvis? It was indeed, yeah. Out? We basically, we asked him for his ten favourite Elvis songs. And uh, basically, yeah, he joined us, uh, along with another uh, Rich Sloman, a, a local DJ. And we basically just had a bit of a party while we were waiting for Odyssey to come on. 
uh, and he was dressed up and we had a big banner and it was just it, everyone loved it it was great and he Brilliant. was and I'm, I'm so happy for him obviously happy birthday to him 70th birthday today Hugh it's Tuesday morning this is obviously coming out on Friday you went down to see him on Tuesday morning I did yes and uh, I was there for I wasn't there for that long um, I went to see him uh, spoke to him for about 15 minutes and while I was talking to him I mean, at least three or four people came up to him and said happy birthday and one lady gave him a bag of Elvis CDs Oh, really? Well, so he's very, very, very popular around He is a town. proper Reddit he's legend, legend, isn't he? Absolutely. Everybody knows him. He's an incredibly nice, happy chap as well. Is he? I've never yeah. actually spoken yeah, to every him. Yeah, every really time nice I met guy. with him. We, we met him loads before the festival, uh, make sure he was 100% happy yeah. and, and you know, into it. And he couldn't have been more behind the whole idea of the charity, the, the event. And getting up there and, and getting his time, and people loved it. Mm. I know when we spoke to people at different points last year about Reading Elvis and perhaps doing the festival. There's obviously the, the worry about you know perhaps his health and, and yeah. you know, but he's you know he's okay. And, and Hugh, you, yeah. as you say, you saw him this morning, and he's all. Oh yeah, full of, he was full of beans. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's probably <laughs> worth mentioning that there's a uh, Just Giving page that's been set up to buy buy him birthday presents and. Uh, there's about 1,500 quid that have been what? raised so far <laughs> already. Wow. 300. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, wow. That's so he looks going to have a good time, I think. Smash the target. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Wow. He's 70 as well. 70, yeah. He look, doesn't look a day over. Uh, Careful now. Uh, <laughs> he looks a lot younger than. than you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing I just wanted to bring up, and I don't know. 69. I don't know if anybody saw this over the weekend, but. Um, Comedian and singer of Three Lions, the the football, the well known football song. Uh, Frank Skinner was in Reading. Um, it was either this Are weekend or the weekend before. No, no. I love. I was listening to his podcast this morning. Were you listening to the tenth anniversary one? No, it was about elephant skin. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> it was a few weeks ago, I think. So you'll, you've got a bit a bit of catching yeah. up to this. It was it was ten what years. Was he doing? Of, ten years How of his show. How did I miss on, it? Um, I'll tell you. God, bear tell with me. bear with me. It's I'm too excited. Sorry. <laughs> Hint, it's in your script. What, that you gave me as I walked in <laughs> yes, here. Yes, fine. Um, so, yeah, so Frank Skinner was in, in Reading. I'm not sure if it was this weekend or the previous weekend, but it was the 10th anniversary of his radio show, and they were talking about it on the Saturday just gone, um, about a visit to Reading. He, he came to Reading and he saw um, the Huntley and Palmer's tin exhibit in the Reading Museum, and also the Bayer Tapestry in Reading Museum, the fake Bayer Tapestry, the one with the naughty bits cut out, which I thought was really, really marvellous. It sparked a little bit of, um, a, a bit of jokes online. Um, I don't like saying bants because Hugh doesn't like me saying bants, but I've said it twice now, so there we go. Um, a couple of people came up with um, band names for the Bayer Tapestry. Um, a couple of them, um, probably nothing to do with Reading, so won't hear this, so I don't think they'll mind me nicking it. But uh, one was Thread Zeppelin, and that was uh, somebody called Jason Morgan. There was Spinal Tapestry from John nice. Golds. And then uh, Dave Charles said the Bayer City Rollers, oh, which I thought was very good. good one. Um, the best one, definitely the best one, though, was um, from Jess Freeland, previously of Reading Museum and previously a guest on this pod. She said uh, Beyonce, or Beyonce, if I can pronounce, I pronounced oh. it completely wrong in the first place, which I thought was marvellous. Hugh, are you ready for Fact of the Week? No. No. Because you haven't got the book, have you? I haven't got the book, and that is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't got a lot of time this week, so should we shimmy on to fact to Fort Explains It All? Okay, yeah, if that's okay, that's fine. Um, 
Pete, can you think just as a as a musical man? Can you think of any more Bay you know, tapestry? Oh, don't put him on the spot. <laughs> Obviously, you got your James Bay. Yeah. Oh, Bay very good. That's just you know, <laughs> easy on the spot. That's pretty good. I like it. Thank well you done. You. Um, okay. What about uh, your Beautiful by uh, James Blunt? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh gosh. I've spun it around there. You for have. Time. You've yeah. gone for tracks now. Yeah. I like this. this. This this could go on and on. I think it probably shouldn't, though. Iron Bayon? Baden? Iron Bayon? No, I think we've no, we're done. Sit on the dock of the bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck away now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me done. <laughs> Um, okay, guys, thank you. That is the end of part one. Uh, in part two, very shortly, we'll join Hugh for Fort Explains It All. This is Fort Explains It All. Welcome to part two. Hugh, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I think yes. I've asked you that already today, but never mind. Um, before it explains it all this week, is homelessness. Um, correct, yes. What's going on? How bad is it? Um, it... That sounded, sorry, that sounded very flippant. I, I only sounded flippant because I realised we've got a slight time uh, essence and I, I yes. didn't mean to sound quite like that's, that. That's okay. I'm, going, I'm not going to talk about this in a massive amount of depth because I, uh, it's quite a simple thing, but also I have to go to a council meeting later in about half an hour. So... Um, the homeless problem in Reading is is quite bad, as we know. There's, it's fairly visible and obvious. The some of the things you see around the town centre. However, um, unlike other areas, some other areas of Berkshire, it is getting better. The council, Reading Borough Council, to its credit, it doesn't get a lot of credit. To its credit, has done very well in reducing um, the uh, numbers of people sleeping rough and also the numbers of families who have been living in temporary accommodation. So they are, they are while they have a roof off their heads, over their heads, they are still sort of kind of homeless, as in they're in a sort of short-term mm. uncertain position. Um, and this is uh, an award of funding. The council has successfully applied for two grants, one for £200,000 and one for £330,000, that's over half a million quid, um, that will be spent on various um, continuations of the things that they have been doing to to help people um, who are homeless in the town. So I'm wrestling a bit of... Um, bits of paper to, to get more details on that. So there's gonna, they're going to be able to employ more staff called tenancy sustainment officers. Um, and that means people who work to reduce homeless and help homeless people. Um, so they will continue to try to reduce the number of people in temporary accommodation, um, work with private landlords in Reading to try to uh, encourage them to help people who may, may be struggling to find someone to live and to help people who are then subsequently moving out of council-supported accommodation into, say, prime, you know, moving on with their lives, essentially having been homeless. Um, there's still support for them to make sure they're okay. Um, so these are services all within the council? Right? Yes. This is yes. separate to, like, the charity that we went to? Yeah, so the council, the council um, works with Launchpad and various other char- charities right. as well okay. on top of this, but this is a service that actually runs for itself. So... It was successfully bid for similar sorts of amounts of money last year and has needed to bid again to be able to continue what it has introduced. 
But if it's proven that it's working, then yeah. Yeah. they need to keep the momentum yeah, going, this, don't this, they? These are government grants. These are government grants. Yeah. yeah, then the government sort of rightly says that you know, um, if if it's not working or if you're not running it properly, we won't give you the money to do it again. Mm. Um, so it's it also. So the money they've got will pay for, for the thing the, the say the things I've just read out, which is what they did last year, but also it's up to three detox rehab placements for anyone who is struggling with uh, addiction. Um, they will be able to get some help to try to, um, to to end that essentially. So it's good news. Um, Reading, I can't remember the ex- exact statistics, but homeless the number of rough sleepers in Reading has fallen since last year. Um, from thirty-one to twenty-five, so that's that's a reasonable yeah. reasonable amount. There's still still a lot of work to be done. Still twenty-five too many, really. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's so that's twenty-five people who actually are sleeping on the streets. Yes, yes. Not um, including the people who have a roof over their head, but yes, it's not that their is, own. Um, the amount of, I can't remember the exact figures, but that the amount of people who were in the temporary uncertain accommodation dropped massively last year too. To virtually none, um, mm. but that is something that you know they do get occasion people occasionally who, for whatever reason, need somewhere. Families usually, whereas the people who sleep on the streets tend to be individuals. Yeah. Um, so, it's it's going in. They're, they're doing a reasonable job, I think, and um, but there's there's still more more work work to do, um, and so this funding will is very important to continue in the future as they, they continue the work that goes on with homeless in, in Reading. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, you. I think that, that explains it quite well. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really have any more further questions to to ask on that. I think, um, obviously, as I say, it's obviously 25 people too many, but if, if that can keep working, then hopefully it continues to reduce that number. I guess what we don't know is whether that's the same 25 people as part of that as last year or whether it's new people or... Well, yeah, there's there's probably a a turnover, I guess you could yeah. call it, of, of people. But as, as long as they they continue to reduce, you know, reduce the do what they can to reduce the amount. I, I don't know if we will see zero at any point soon, but I guess that has to be yeah. that has to be the, the aim to have no one. It's quite a difficult one, isn't it? Because it's such a horrible topic and and situation for those people to be in. But this is a positive slant on it that that things are improving slowly for some of those people, thankfully, but you sort of hope that just because that number is reducing, that the gov- um, that the council doesn't kind of pull back on that support and that they keep it coming and keep yeah. turning those numbers. I mean, the, the slight concern is if the funding gets taken away or is yeah. reduced or, or whatever in the coming years, but um, certainly for the next, the, the sort of short-term future, there is, there, there is a plan and they, they can continue to do what they've already done successfully great thank you Hugh um, thanks for that um, now uh, Pete I think it's your turn um, we will just have a quick cut for a break and okay. then we'll come straight to you cool. hey Pete hello I don't need to do all the usual stuff of introducing you because you're right here with us I am um, so uh, Ready Pop Festival um, how, how is it all going? Fantastic we, uh, we made our first announcement at the beginning of February yep. um, which was the first 14 acts we had another four 
a few weeks after that, and then we've just last week, sorry, this week in fact. Yeah, Monday. Um, <laughs> that's right. We've, we've then announced another 40, so we've pretty much given out all of the names of the acts of all of the local and international and uh, all sorts of acts that we've got lined up for this year. So eight months worth of trying to find the right acts for this year has finally come to an end and we can just spread the word and make sure that it's a really fantastic weekend. I mean, it, it sounds great. I mean, how, so it takes you eight months to pull this, this list together. What is, the actual booking process starts a few months after that, but it's, it's straight away after yeah. the last festival. We started thinking, started discussing ideas, um, meeting up with uh, people that might have other ideas that could work. Um, just really trying to, and also trying to get the feedback from everyone that mm. went last year and see what worked, what they didn't like, and you kind of look for any inspiration for what might make it an even more special yeah. festival the following year. Because that's really what it's about, is to have a decent bit of variety that will interest people in Reading. Uh, still within a relatively small budget because the ticket price is so low. But you know, try and have some things there that are gonna excite people and make people wanna come out, yeah. become part of it, find out more about Ready Pop, the charity, and then that kind of all snowballs. So that's really what we're trying to do. What, what was the overall feedback from last year? Really good. I mean, it was a hell of a warm weekend. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm sure you remember yourself. I do. Sadly, no World Cup final for us. But No, this is true. That uh, would have been quite yeah. scary for us, if I'm honest, <laughs> but we won't go into that yes. right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was amazing. It was, um, you know, so many more people than the years before and so many people kind of enjoying it. You know, there were definitely things from the feedback that we mm. knew we needed to learn from and that we needed to improve on. And I, like, I would like to think that we, we're getting there with that. Um, and working on trying to make it, you know, as as kind of all ages friendly as we can, and uh, yeah, just uh, as enjoyable a weekend as as we possibly can, really. How many years has this been? So running? this is going to be the fourth year that fourth it's year. been running, and prior to that, it was a Cavisham festival. So it was a free yeah. festival uh, that originally ran on one day, then went up to two, and then this sort of slowly grew until it became a, a ticketed festival. Still very cheap. But, you know, it's taken a couple of years for people to kind of mm. sort of get into yeah. that and, and sort of accept it as not being the free festival they once had. Um, but, you know, that's now where we are four years on. Uh, now. And how do you go about getting this many acts? Do you have people, local people approaching you that right, want yeah. to come and Yeah, we had an application process. I assume process. with the bigger act sleeper and so on, you have yeah. to go to them. Absolutely, it? yeah. So um, we... Yeah, we had a, an application form on online uh, pretty much straight after the last festival and that ended up with just under 300 wow. uh, acts asking to play the festival, which wow. was fantastic that that many people wanted to be involved. Um, How do you select from that? Oh, now you ask. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to do like an audition process it's, yeah, or something? It's a whole process. It's, you've uh, got to whittle it down. <laughs> not quite. No, it's, it's not easy if I'm honest with you. Uh, X Factor um, for Reading. Yeah, I mean, it's it's based on so many different things. We have, there's um, five of us involved, um, the four full-time Ready Box staff and myself, and um, and we have to kind of whittle it down and try and work out what's going to work. Obviously, complementing other stuff that's on the lineup, also providing a variety. We want diversity in there. We want everything. And that's the thing. It's, it's being able to achieve that from what we've got. But also, you know, at the same time, having the kind of acts that people will, will travel mm. to see, people will make sure they're not going away to another festival, 
you know, and specifically stay around for. So that was the, the challenge. And that's where we started was, uh, like I say, eight months ago, I was talking to organisers of other festivals on the same weekend to see if they wanted to look at any of the same acts and then we could kind of work together. And there's a bit of that that's gone on. And, and then also, you know, develop ideas of our own, trying to find something that just, just differentiates it a little from every other festival that's going on. Um, and yeah, makes people want to come along. Yeah, so I'm just looking through the I'm just looking through the um, the, uh, the 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 card, and um, there's one name which jumps out at me because yeah. I, I do like a, a good a good pun, and I assume these these guys are a local band. ID Architecture. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. yeah. We, we like that. Um, now there, there's a story with them actually. They're going to be playing their first sort of public reading show for over eight years because um, they they formed I believe it was about twelve years ago. And they used to play some gigs for me back in the day. They played at South Street. And I think they also played the Oakford for me when they used to do gigs there. And then they kind of stopped doing it. But they've all come back. There's a collective of eight of them. And uh, I think they're going to be really worth checking out. And, of course, they uh, they are very local through and through. <laughs> so you might say it's a long road for them. Nah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And can, I, can I ask a slightly more serious question, Pete? And <laughs> No, of course, not that that wasn't a serious question. But I'm sorry, I'm the architecture. <laughs> um, we've had uh, this tea party festival that's been that had been due to to happen yes. on on the on the Reading Festival site, and and obviously that's been cancelled for a variety of reasons. That I think mm. Hugh knows better than I do. But does that affect you at all in the way that they that that's happened? Because obviously that was there was an incident at that festival. Does that affect the way the council look at festivals? Does it affect? What do you think about I don't think so because Ready Pop has already been in the same site and has grown very much in line with and communicating with and abiding with the council over a period of time. You know, lessons have been learnt, there have been sound issues um, and the the licence had to be reapplied for and all sorts of things. So there is a relationship that's been built uh, rather than it being something that's kind of come straight in. Um, Obviously there may be factors um, about the discussions that happened around the tea party that will come into the um, the SAG meeting that we have to have with the council mm. in the run up, and you know we'll have to uh, make sure that we uh, we are ready for that. Great. Yeah. So my understanding with the Tea Party uh, Festival was that there was there there was concerns because there was a uh, very unfortunate incident at the at the festival in in Winds where someone was actually shot. Um, but that wasn't the sole reason the council was worried about it. There were there were various other concerns over safety and the. the the, the size of the event and um, how the organisers would, would cope with that as well and so um, the the license hearing never happened it got the the company uh, pulled the application and then then announced that they weren't going to do it and, but it, they have stated that the um, they will be looking to continue the festival next year but they haven't haven't actually stated whether that will be reading or not so we'll have to wait and see on that one um, but. Just wonder if it yeah. might have been a bit kind of too soon for for it to move to really. And um, Pete, who are we looking out for on this list? Well, it's aside from all of them, for. <laughs> there you go. yeah, who should I we mean, avoid? Okay, so I, I did a bit of a recce recently, and I went to see three of these acts mm. at their own gig, uh, and that was within the last couple of weeks. I went to Brighton for one, London for another, and Guildford for the other. And these acts were Ibibio Sound Machine, 
JP Bimini and the Black Belts and the Orb. Now, I do think there's an awful lot of talent across this whole uh, whole lineup, including your mate Soup. Uh, yep. Of course. Oh, yeah. Friday, on what a Friday guy. Night. What a guy. But I have to say, all three of these acts did blow me away. And uh, if you're not familiar with them, I would definitely check them out. We've got a Spotify playlist, um, but really it is about what they can bring yep. as a live act. Now, a Bibio Sound Machine is a 10 piece. Um, and literally, it's just like having a carnival on stage. That's uh, on the Saturday night, and uh, their new album's fantastic as well. That comes out this Friday. Um, JP Bimini and the Black Belts um, is a guy that um, Craig Charles named as his favourite album of last year, and it literally sounds like a classic Stax Motown album, and the guy is from Burundi. Um, he had to flee the country as a refugee um, because he was part of the royal family when there was a huge... Um, revolt and, uh, and then he's come he moved to the UK as part of that and then went on to become this incredible singer he's got an amazing voice that kind of sounds half Otis Redding but also with you know tinges of, of African Afrobeat kind of high life sounding singers as well and uh, the music's fantastic and he's on the Sunday and I'd massively recommend him and finally The Orb because like last year when we had 808 State there's something, for me, as a festival uh, veteran, there's uh, something really great about having a really quality dance act like closing the night. When the light, when it goes dark, all the lights come on. And in particular with the Orb, they've got these amazing visuals and a lot of classic material that they're doing absolute justice to with this yeah. 30th anniversary tour. So those are the ones I'm going to give us my little tips. Fantastic. Oh, I want to go and... Spotify them now. I would. I would. We'll, uh, we'll share the Spotify playlist if you can share that with us. Yeah, we'll course, share that yeah. out with Happily, our yeah. with our our people. Thank you. Uh, cool. you know, <laughs> we'll do what we can. Listeners. Um, yes. Hey, listeners. Who is this? Um, who is this aimed at? I'm asking. Could would our child? Is it child friendly yes, right, or yeah. is it yeah, a family it is. thing? Or yeah, I mean, it's basically um, children that are under fourteen go free with ticket holders. And, uh, yeah, people bring them along for the day. Now, I would say that it's not a family festival as such in terms of it's not, like, absolutely massive facilitation of children's activities. It is a music and arts festival. So there's right. a lot of workshops, um, so for kids to get involved with um, circus or to get involved with um, African drumming oh, and things like that. But there's also crafts. All over that. Yeah, so that's the thing. There's a lot of different love stuff. It. It's just that's the thing. It's, it's primarily a music festival for all ages. So okay. it's really about the music. But there is going to be a, a family area. There's going to be circus performers. There's going to be a, um, a Reading Etsy team uh, market with about 15, 20 stalls. Mm, that'd be our Becky, um, probably. It is our Becky, well, yeah. There's Becky. lots of people who've been here before that are involved in this festival, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, there's <laughs> lots of things like that going on. Um, but, yeah, I, it is indeed for all ages, yeah. Cool. Oh, right. That's good. I'm glad I can bring him along. Um, Pete, just to, just to finish off, um, yeah. tickets are? Um, currently 35 quid for a weekend and 18 to 23 for a day ticket, but those prices go up as you go along. Right. So it's worth going on the website and uh, getting them now, and then you know you're definitely going. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> dates are? They are the 12th to the 14th of July. Cheers, Pete. Thank you. No worries. Um, cool. Let's, uh, let's get on to the next bit, um, which is the random question.
random question time. Should we let Pete pick the question? Absolutely. I think that's yeah. fair. Ooh. Stop me and Hugh arguing yeah. over whose turn it is. Give me the mug. The <laughs> broken mug. <laughs> yeah, the broken mug, sadly. I, so how many bits of paper are there? There's a, not two. many. There's only a couple. Got it. Yeah. Read it out. Yeah, what have we got? Worst drive in Reading. Oh. oh God, that's it. Just <laughs> Reading, <laughs> isn't it? Just, Is it the, the whole thing? <laughs> it could be the <sighs> King's Road winds me up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's difficult, one, isn't it? It's not often. Sonning, that's just. It's not horrendous. often we have a random question that's negative, but it's such a such a big subject. Well, we did do the opposite the other week, didn't yeah. we? When the microphone well, broke. Yeah, we did do the opposite. <laughs> did, that one's still in there. In Reading, so we that one will come back out Clarkson. at some point. Yeah. I, I have two, if okay. I may start. My, my very first um, worst drive in Reading is the Junction 11 roundabout during rush hour. <laughs> oh, that's scary. The, yes, there are many, many lanes. And all of a sudden you'll be... Well, usually a rush hour crawling along and then suddenly realise oh I need to go in that direction and you look over and that's four lanes away and, uh, <laughs> have to, everyone hates you you have to uh, crawl across the lanes sorry 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 in a, a variety <laughs> of different tones um, never once have I gotten in the right lane first no, time and then, no you never never realize, all of a sudden you're heading you're suddenly heading and you want to go to um towards uh, Swallowfield or somewhere like that and you suddenly realise that you, you're about to go on the M4 to London and then there's a sign which says South Wales <laughs> that's, a, that's, a de- that's a long detour <laughs> <laughs> so generally it's, it's a nightmare and it was much nicer before they rebuilt it all those years ago um, another one it's on. not, not, not an overly uh, not as challenging as that but it's still it can be quite tense you know Caversham Bridge yes it's it's oh, we'll let Pete do this okay. one. We'll let Pete do this one. Go on, Pete. It's, it's not that exciting. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's that's right nowadays. And uh, it's just, it's all of those different lanes. I'm a cyclist primarily as well as a driver. Oh, and it's no. awful to cycle on. The amount yeah. of times you get really angry people swearing at you because they've, <laughs> you've just tried to go where you're meant to go. But they're so focused on banging it straight across the roundabout as if it's not a roundabout. Yep. It's just, yeah, it's, it's the wrong end. And then you get the occasional swan deciding to sit on the bridge <laughs> yeah. in the traffic. What? What? That's my river. <laughs> what? <laughs> Rachel, what's, what have you got? Have you got one? Oh, um, I mean, I don't drive a huge amount in Reading because I'm lucky enough to work at home most of the time and I walk a lot, but I'm going to go for sonning because that was I most recently took the car through to Twyford from Caversham and it took me longer to drive those four miles than it took me to walk <laughs> from home <laughs> like a mile from the garage to the train station catch a train to Reading walk to the office it took me like 20 minutes compared to 45 minutes to do four miles that seems like an awful and I don't lot like of effort. it yeah, and then I remind, remember why I don't commute yeah, anymore. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of an odd one with Sonning, isn't it? Because you, you, can, you say, can you imagine living in Sonning? And most people can't because the average house price there is about £900,000. But you live in these glorious Thameside properties, um, apparently in a peaceful, idyllic life, but then you've got a traffic jam outside, yeah. outside your front door the entire time. People just um, looking in your windows because yeah. they're sat in the traffic. And there must be pollution Bored. and all that sort of stuff. But there's... 
It is an odd one. It's an odd one, isn't it? Because I bet even those, t- you know, the tiny cottages that, uh, I think you go up the steps, I bet those are still mega money, but mm. there's not much you can constant do stream unless, of people unless you outside. replace the bridge and have a, what, a double, a two-lane, four-lane bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people, Mr Clooney and co must just, uh, must just... Up with it, well, he helicopters in and out, doesn't he? Surely, yeah, True. he yeah. doesn't drive. He's probably got a ramp straight up to the river, yeah, <laughs> like James Bond yeah. style. Yeah, he's not pootling about in a fiesta, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys, thank you very much. Um, You're very welcome. That's quite all right. Is that what I should say? I'm <laughs> no. not sure. Um, okay, uh, that's almost it for this week. Um, just, just with a little bit of time left, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with us. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, if you know anyone who you would like to think who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. The only prerequisite is that this they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading like we do. Um, Pete, who have you got? Which guests have you got for us next? Pete gets all our great guests, sorts all of our guests out for us. Is Pete, our source. He's our main source oh, of excellent yeah, no, guests. Because you talked to Dave and uh, and John Joe, haven't you? Recently, yes, my yep. listening, and uh, John Luther as well. Yes. Who, who am I going to send you away? <laughs> uh, I think she talked to Tutu. Have you had her? We yes, we tried yeah. to for our fiftieth, right? Um, and unfortunately, we couldn't get it all together. So it's one in the in the diary for in the future. But gotcha. um, yes, we haven't managed to sort that one out yet. But we would like to very much. Yeah, it would be a good one. Um, Thanks for coming in, Pete. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's nice to have a little fourth member. It is, yeah. Make it a regular thing. We could do. Pete, Look, available every Pete week. We've stuck him in the we've stuck him in the corner, so we can't get out. So, um, right, Hugh, I know you've got to go, so we'll just yeah, wrap up. Um, <laughs> that's all for now. We will see you and see you again next week. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.